Hi, and welcome to Let's Look. I'm Emily Van Meter, and today we will be talking to Mia Johnson. She is a current MFA student at Ohio University. Her work is mostly sculpture-based and focuses on the fat female form. Her goal is to create work that allows for non-fat people to see the everyday struggles of fat people. Enjoy! My name is Mia Rose Johnson. Today is October 19th, 2022. Um, and I am a third year in the printmaking department here at OU. But in my time in grad school, I've made mostly sculptures. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So what overarching themes, if any, does your art focus on? Um, I make work about fat women, how we view fat women, what things had to transpire in order for us to view fat women that way, and how fat women kind of react to any treatment or preconceived ideas that are kind of thrust upon them. So it's definitely, I'd consider it um, social activism. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to educate my audience, and mm -hmm. right now my tagline for my thesis, I don't know the title yet, of yeah. the show, but um, something along the lines of fat people will see and understand, and thin people will see, question, and learn. That's a good tagline. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. So are you working on those projects right now for your thesis? I am, yes. Um, right now, sorry. It's your to find. Um, I'm in between two projects right now. My goal is to have around seven pieces mm -hmm. total. Um, I'm making these drive chains. Mm -hmm. I have a laser cut one. <laughs> and then I also 3D printed a prototype. Um, so these are miniature prototypes. I'm basically mm -hmm. trying to make a really large version of this. Wow. Um, and this one runs on a motor. It was a final critique piece from last semester. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm trying to do something like 500 times this size. Yeah. Something that can like kind of wrap Actually around the whole gallery. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And what is the, how does this relate to your overall theme? Um, I was thinking of like, I'd say Foucault's Discipline and Punish and mm -hmm. the regulated body the mass-produced body versus the deviant body and yeah. kind of the social mechanisms that mm -hmm. try and confine us and keep us in line and what happens when you step out of line, yeah. deviant, you know. So I'm using this idea of like a factory or mass production mm -hmm. to make this ideal body and ideally at the end um, the chain will transport sand from one place to another, this idea of shifting weight, yeah. shifting bodies. That's super interesting. So you are technically in the printmaking program, but you said that you are working in mostly sculpture. Mm -hmm. Is that a change that came pretty early in your um, grad school career or something that's more recent and more related to your thesis? Um, I was making sculptures in undergrad mm -hmm. as well, and I'm lucky that OU has such an interdisciplinary program. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I worry that my faculty in print are like, <laughs> not upset, but sad I'm not printing. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not showing off the printmaking shops, mm -hmm. which OU is proud of. And I'm yeah. proud of, too. I'm glad. Uh, that's why I applied here and went here. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, I've been making sculptures since undergrad. It's just a lot more freeing, mm -hmm. especially when I'm talking about what I'm talking about. I feel like 
it's really important for me to like source these objects or these materials that through you know semiotics structuralism are like mm -hmm. these triggers yeah and i'm trying to flip these switches in as many people's brains as possible mm -hmm. so i guess trying to choose and curate universal objects yeah to serve the like an assemblage or combination of how they're laid next to each other etc mm -hmm. means something yeah so that's kind of in my goal in grad school is like developing my own visual rhetoric like mm -hmm. my own visual language yeah wow that's so interesting why did you not apply to the sculpture program just out of like i have um i have a soft spot for printmaking yeah i was a painter before i was a printmaker in undergrad mm -hmm. and um i thought it was really interesting how printmaking is traditionally a craft you yeah know? You can't just be a naive print. You could be a naive printmaker, but <laughs> there aren't a lot of yeah. know, Sunday printmakers because you have to have a tutor, someone to <laughs> teach you, and then you take in those lessons yeah. and adapt them to yourself, and then you pass on that <laughs> tradition. So that like line of like master to student to master to <laughs> student really intrigued me, and my portfolio at the time was I'd say seventy five percent prints. So. I applied to printmaking at a few different universities. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think to apply to sculpture. Yeah. And then when I got here, I was like, I could do this sculpture shit. Like, mm -hmm. I could do this. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I've heard from a couple of interviews where it's like, you get here and they really just say, okay, just create mm -hmm. something and bring it to crit, mm -hmm. which I'm sure is super freeing in that sense. Yeah. So where did you do your undergrad? Um, I got my BA in art history with a focus in 20th century West, as well as my BFA in printmaking and photography from Kent State University. Oh yeah, not too far. Are you from this area? Um, not originally. My dad was military, so I moved around quite a bit as a kid, but we've been in Ohio for the last 10 years now. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what made you decide to stay in Ohio just because you liked it? <laughs> um... I'm the fourth out of five kids, and my parents are getting older, and yeah. a lot of my older siblings have left, you know, mm -hmm. to start a family yeah. of their own. So I just felt like I didn't want it all on my little sister. Mm -hmm. I wanted us to kind of take care of them together. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So, um, why, why sculpture? I know that you talked about mm -hmm. it a little bit. Again, I just think in relationship to my concept mm -hmm. it was necessary for me yeah. to break out of print because i knew that in print if i were to talk about the same thing i would be making these like allegorical mm -hmm. prints kind of like renaissance yeah. vibes like trying to make images have meaning which of course they do yeah. especially when you put them next to each other mm -hmm. in certain ways um but sculpture was so much more freeing like the mm -hmm. fat body is so tactile and it takes up so much space and mm -hmm. it's so active it reverberates yeah know? And I felt like I couldn't really get that movement mm -hmm. and this idea of volume yeah. in print. Mm -hmm. And are you trying to create... So you're trying to create a language that fat women already know and fat people already know. And you're trying to allow skinny people to understand it better. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of like a call for empathy. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of things that go unsaid and a lot of times fat people kind of take the back seat and like I feel like 
being fat is one of the last prejudices that it's like okay to be fucked up about um and a lot of that comes from ignorance and like Mm -hmm. just not knowing and also the red herring of health and the quote-unquote obesity crisis Mm -hmm. um so i've been thinking a lot about that recently too um because i'm applying to an ma right now (laughs) i just am trying to keep my doors open after grad school yeah um but yeah I feel like a lot of it is educational, which is also mm-hmm. going into the actual construction of the show. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like the Montessori school yep. and how fat people often have to like infantilize their audience to try and get them to understand mm-hmm. a point yeah. or an idea. Um, so there's a lot of that going around. Mm-hmm. So would you say that your audience is skinny people in the way of empathy, but then fat people in the way of a relation like you want mm-hmm. like a representation almost yeah and that goes into the social activism i think mm-hmm. like being able to see oneself yeah in public and having that kind of media consumed by all different kinds of people mm-hmm. um and a lot of my work is participatory and i want them to be able to fat people to be able to like grieve alongside me and like plan for mm-hmm. yeah life to make something better to change mm-hmm. something which i know is like starry-eyed wide-eyed hope. but you have to have a goal yeah so we'll see there's yeah. not i mean there's a lot of artists making work like me and i'm hoping one of us can break the yeah. mainstream so yeah so was there a moment in your life where you realized you wanted to pursue art, whether it be painting or printmaking or sculpture? Yeah, um, honestly, for me, there's never been anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I love writing. I love writing about art, but I think those coincide. Mm -hmm. Writing is an art form for sure. Um, But my mom said ever since I was like little, and we were in like pre-K kindergarten, I would bring home like giant two two arms full of artworks and drawings and everyone else <laughs> just had one. And so it was, I don't know, it feels like predestined in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like even in high school, I knew I wanted to get my master's. I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I really like academia. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so for your MA, right, um, you did it in art history. Or BA. Yeah. Oh, BA, sorry. Um, the BA, you did it in art history uh-huh. and you said you focused in 20th century Western. Uh-huh. Do you, could you expand on that a little bit? Like what your uh, research primarily focused on? Yeah. Um, I had a couple areas of interest because mm-hmm. 20th century West is huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously. And I wouldn't say that I'm an expert by any means, you know, it's a BA, but mm. I really enjoyed Dada and Surrealism, and I think of Max Ernst's assemblages all the time, Mm -hmm. especially in making these groupings of like three or four objects and how to align them to mean this and what Mm -hmm. happens if I do this. And they were also really big on, you know, semiotics and movement. Mm -hmm. um, But more recently, I was really into the AIDS epidemic, and I still am. Felix Gonzalez Torres is probably one of my biggest inspirations because yeah. he uses the found objects and everything is, you know, I'm a minimalist, so I take such, such, uh, I have, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I loved him and seeing him in New York a few times was like mind blowing and yeah. I still think about it all the time. They were so simple, 
but they held such a weight and they were able to capture an entire room mm-hmm. in a giant gallery space. Yeah. Um, they're somber and yeah. beautiful. And, and is that your goal with your thesis or like just your work in general? I think there's definitely some Felix in there without yeah. a doubt. And also like um, minimalist purists like Judd. Yeah. I love Donald Judd. I'm making a um, steel cube right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just a frame. Yeah. Um, this is three feet tall, so it comes up to Oh, yeah, that's hip. pretty big. Yeah. So three foot, and it's going to be like this prototype yeah. over here. With the balloon. Um, yeah, so I got a 96-inch weather balloon. Oh, yeah. And I still have to make the arms and the mm-hmm. mouth, and then that'll be stretched over, and then some kind of water source. I don't know if it's going to be that mm-hmm. funnel yeah. or if it's going to be an actual... Like tank or yeah, yeah. Um, but something feeding into the balloon, mm-hmm. and then there's this anxiety around will the balloon pop? It's yeah. spilling over, it's hitting the edges. So thinking again about like defying um, regulations and yeah. what happens when you do. And yeah. Do you consider your work a form of self-portrait, or do you see yourself like within the work that you make? Um, I think it's kind of inevitable for any artist Mm -hmm. to separate themselves and I think um I read this book it's a self-portrait if I say so yeah um and it's like Malevich's black square that's self-portrait so Mm -hmm. I I feel like the work of any artist is a self-portrait in a way because you kind of infuse yourself into it um but I've actually strayed away from the image of my body Mm -hmm. and focus more on this like minimalist aesthetic that may or may not be a body it mm-hmm. jiggles it's alive yeah. it has water in it but it's not an actual like shape of mm-hmm. a body bodily form um and i feel like that's been really freeing too because i think a lot of the roots of fat phobia are in racism that's mm-hmm. another good book fearing the black body the racial yeah. origins of fat phobia by sabrina strings that one um i read my first year here and it completely changed my perspective because I have to acknowledge as a white woman who is fat how this work can reach a variety of audiences. Yeah. Um, and acknowledge that fat black women are probably taking a, the bear of it, mm-hmm. the brunt of that. So. Yeah. So what would you like someone who is interested in your practice to know about you? I guess that I care a lot. Yeah. Even if it doesn't come off that way. Um, that I'm quite shy mm. and that my work is for sale <laughs> but it's not um, it's not really sellable work I don't think that's really my goal yeah um, I don't know did your printmaking and painting also surround this idea of fat phobia or is this um, a development no I've been working with this concept since undergrad mm-hmm. my thesis show was um, 35 millimeter black and white self-portraits, like mm-hmm. soft core, semi-nude. And um, there was also a scale that, um, it was a scale for people who can't see. So mm-hmm. when you step on it, it read your weight aloud oh, to the yeah. gallery room. So I had these participatory elements and then- It's I like made my worst this. fear. Uh, yeah. I hate scales to talk to me. I know, I went up during the it was kind of a performance too i went up mm-hmm. during every like 15 minutes and would weigh myself in front of yeah. whoever was in the gallery um but 
I, I'd say that this has been coming since high school because yeah. um, I've been invested in this concept and this notion of fat phobia since I was like 15. Because mm-hmm. I've been fat since I was born. Yeah. Like there was never any before. Me too. I just <laughs> steadily, I was like a 10 pound baby and steadily kept growing and yeah. growing. Um, and it's always been, it's always been yeah. this. Yeah. Because you realize when you're like, I remember I was like five years old in kindergarten and we had this worksheet that was like eye color, hair color, height, mm-hmm. weight, name. You know, favorite color, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I remember weighing myself, and I was like 80 pounds in first grade. And I was like, I was the heaviest in the class, yeah. obviously. And I, in my little kid mind, in my six-year-old mind, I thought that meant I was like the strongest. Yeah. And weight equaled strength. And so I've been trying to channel that, too. Yeah. Because you have to be able to take a beating when you're a little fat kid. You have to yeah. take a serious, like mental, physical, psychological, you have to be mm-hmm. able to take a beating. So I think that was definitely... As soon as I gained, like, um, self-awareness, like, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Like, this isn't right. There's something not clicking. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, subhuman to these people, and mm-hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know? I'm just alive. I'm just here. Yeah. I'm just in first grade. <laughs> I'm just a baby. Yeah. Exactly. Was this concept supported by your undergrad? Were people, like, um, generally accepted? Yeah, for sure. I think that... Even now, it's kind of a hot ticket issue because yeah. people don't know where to stand because they think that fat people are quote unquote glorifying mm-hmm. obesity or oh they're glorifying unhealthy living um, and it always goes back to health yeah as if we're not fully fledged human beings even if we are unhealthy mm-hmm. I would kill for those eight hundred pound fatties that can't get up I would kill for them I would do anything yeah. for them and they still have a heart and soul and working mind and I think it's really fucked up that people view them as like livestock yeah um or record them and make them reality tv shows yeah or like people of walmart.com yeah and i guess i was just really sick of fat people being the butt of every fucking joke mm-hmm. um and i know that i know that i get passed up for jobs and i know that i get passed up for you know residencies or mm-hmm. because of the interview process and i feel like not only being a woman my intelligence is questioned but then being a fat woman there's all these notions of, oh, she must be lazy, she mm. must not do this or this, and she must not be able to do this. And, yeah. Um, so I, like, even right now, I dressed, like, mask today because I feel like it makes me more confident in my yeah. answers. And that's not how I like to dress usually. Mm-hmm. I'm usually extremely femme. Yeah. So. Yeah. The way that, I mean, your work is reverberating from feelings that you've had forever I mean it makes it so ultra personal like how how do you deal with putting that in a gallery like yeah as someone who's shared very similar experiences I could not imagine putting that in a gallery yeah it's Um, a lot of bravery it's hard um I think that's why I kind of strayed from depicting my own body and going towards minimalism it's also kind of this like fuck you to your audience because you're like you have to figure this out i'm not solving it for you Mm -hmm. and it's so obvious this means something and i hope you're frustrated that you don't know and i hope that makes you read my statement and i hope Mm -hmm. that makes you think about it later um i want work that resonates with people after they have left yeah but it was really hard I remember one of my first pieces here, I made a rosary, mm-hmm. um, and it was the size of an entire gallery. It was huge. Wow. 
and I used Twinkies as the beads. Oh my gosh. And uh, my first communion plate as the, yeah. which I made when I was like eight. Oh as my gosh. The, um, like medallion before mm-hmm. it goes down to the crucifix. And we were critiquing that piece and I was had to share with a room full of strangers. It was my first semester, first sculpture piece. I had to share with a room full of you know strangers. And keep in mind at the time, I'm 22. Yeah. I started grad school really early. I had no idea who I was or what I'm doing. And I thank OU for helping me to figure that out. But I had to share with them, like, I was trying to get to this idea of Catholic guilt and mm-hmm. my eating disorder and how this Catholic guilt just exacerbated that. And, mm-hmm. um, and also that idea of mass production again with the Twinkie. Yeah. It's like this iconic American fatty food. Mm-hmm. And I don't even particularly like Twinkies that much. That's a fat people myth. Yeah. They're like, they're so much better. They taste like cardboard. Yeah. Like, it's There's, really... I have a big sweet tooth, and even Twinkies. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever Have a Hostess cupcake? A zebra mm-hmm. cake? Kill oh, for one. Cosmic brownie? So Actually, much. I'm a big fan of the oatmeal cream pies. Really? I favorite. love them. Um, and that credit did not go well. And my professor wow. at the time was like... They had said, like, I have never heard of this concept of, you know, fatness outside of the realm of obesity and, like, health. And I was like... I want to be clear to everyone in this room that I had never brought up health once. Yeah. I had never talked about um, failing health or mm-hmm. fatness and health. I had never brought that up once. And yeah. that's like, when I first started here, that's where all my crits tended to go towards. I'm like, I'm this is just one of the problems. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is sociopolitical, and that's just one of the mm-hmm. problems. So it was hard. It was yeah. really hard. Do you find that a lot of your... I mean, like, negative almost isn't the right word, but, like, misunderstood feedback is from the general, like, regardless of gender? Or do you find it more from male or female? That's hard. Yeah, I mean... And I don't want to dog out my fellow women. No, you're Um, totally fine. But there has been an instance... um, I feel like whenever... Because my pieces started going towards this like minimalistic mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. And so we usually do cold critiques in graduate school mm-hmm. where the artist doesn't say anything till the bitter yeah. end. You're familiar. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so then there would be a post critique after I make my statement. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after I made my statement about, you know, this is representing this aspect of fatness mm-hmm. and how we view fat people in this lens instead yeah. of this and what happened and why. and. Um, the room would get like silent and my critique would like be at a halt, come to a yeah. screeching halt. And I'm like, I know that this is why, like people still feel uncomfortable, um, talking about it because yeah. they don't know, because we live in a PC world, especially in graduate art school and yeah, they don't know, they don't want to offend me and they don't know what to say without being offensive. And I think that's why at least, um, but dealing with that silence was really hard. And after one critique, I like made a statement um, saying that I was like, "Hey, like, you won't offend me. Like, we're all here to learn. I'm yeah. not gonna hold anything against you." Blah blah blah. And My art can be critiqued without it, um, like, deeply offending. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Is to help. Exactly. And I was like, even if you do say something messed up, I wouldn't hold it against you because you didn't know, and that's yeah. why we're here. And I'm here to educate. Exactly, and that's like the whole point of my artwork. And my prof had to like MC the rest of the mm-hmm. crit, and it was so weird. Um, so it has happened before. Yeah. As far as the gender discrepancy between men and women, you know, it's ten women to one man. Yeah. Man in, especially in graduate school, mm-hmm. um, which makes me wonder why most professorships are held by men. But, yeah. Or like tenure track. Yeah. 
But say la vie. That's yeah. not really the case for you though. We have no, just show. like yeah. yeah. But I've I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell with such a large gender mm-hmm. gap. I think men are usually more afraid because I'm talking about women, mm-hmm. fat women, queer women, yeah. and it's harder to get them to come out of their shell about that. Yeah. Because they are like the oppressor in this instance. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. Do you find it hard to have a female community like in general here specifically? Like, do you feel like there's a, sm- a strong female community that you're a part of here in, like, the OU grad? Yeah. Um, two other... Actually, like, the only other fat artist MFAs are in print. Which oh, is Jack yeah. Garcia and Hattie Phillips. Um, yeah. I know both of them. Yeah. So, me, Jack, and Hattie are always cracking jokes because mm-hmm. they get us confused. Like, they call me Hattie. They call Hattie Mia. They call me Jack. They call Jack Hattie. Like, they get us confused and we're always, like oh, all fat women are the same. Like, we're all the same. It doesn't matter. Um, They can't see past our our fupas. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I probably take their crits most to heart because they're some of the rarest uh, feedback that I can Mm -hmm. get because there's only two other fat grads. Um, But I also have a lot of fat printmaker friends from the internet mm-hmm. like I've met them at conferences or like friend of friends and mm-hmm. we started a fat book club together oh my gosh yeah so um that's been really nice mm-hmm. um we've been on a little bit of a hiatus because a lot of us are in school or teaching yeah. but it's definitely helpful when I need an ear mm-hmm. to be able to be like is this fucked up can I yeah. say this can I do this you know mm-hmm. you have to search for the community but it is there yeah it's just hard sometimes is there anything else you would like to say before the interview is over um i don't think so okay um check me out on instagram at <laughs> style heifer and i think we already follow each other yeah i was gonna say <laughs> for sure follow you but for all of your millions of website viewers <laughs> thank you thank you so much thanks so much for listening we'll see you next time at let's look <laughs>